the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone or iPad, uh, watching me on Facebook Live, thanks a lot for tuning in. At Anderson Speaks is my handle for Facebook, as well as uh, you can always uh, check me out on WAVA.com, where uh, you can listen to it uh, live on your computer, especially if you're driving or moving around. Uh, outside of the nation's capital. But if you are in Arlington, Virginia, anywhere in Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland, parts of West Virginia, and uh, Pennsylvania as well, then guess what? You can just turn to 105.1 FM like uh, many, many, many of you are doing right now to hear this show, but not just to hear it, but to engage in it. Uh, It is a call-in talk show, and anything we can do to help build a bridge where there's a divide, race, religion, relationships, we're here to help you build that bridge. And uh, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, go ahead and say it with me. Here we go. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is a fair game. That's tomorrow. Just give me a call and ask any question you want. Today is Theological Thursday, and we're going to actually talk about kind of fusing a Monday into a Thursday, but uh, from a theological standpoint, uh, we're going to talk about um, the theology of marital oneness. The theology of marital oneness, what does it mean to be one in marriage, and what is your marriage purpose? That's my question for you today. And, of course, you may have a question about your purpose in marriage or what marriage oneness looks like in your particular relationship. But here's the thing. Sometimes we use this term oneness, and I think people theologically misunderstand what it means. And as a result, if you misinterpret something, then you'll misapply uh, the something you're misinterpreting. And so you'll actually apply it to your life in a way it was never meant to be applied. And some people, when it comes to marriage, they think oneness means a certain thing, and therefore uh, they oftentimes miss the mark. Because what is oneness? What does that mean, Uh, the two become one flesh? What does that mean? And so uh, oftentimes couples don't have a, a sense of what 
What is our marriage purpose? What is oneness? So I want to bring that out for you today and talk to you about it. Maybe you want to call me to talk about your thoughts. You don't have to be married. Uh, you can be. Uh, but uh, overall, when we talk about marriage, when we talk about uh, whether we want to be married, don't want to be married, or maybe want to be married again or whatever it may be, what is the purpose of it? So that's today's topic, okay? The theology of marital oneness. My number, if you want to talk to me about this, maybe you have a question about marriage, 888-432-7434, single or married, widowed or divorced, 888-43-BRIDGE. For those of you who can't write it down, remember the word bridge, 888 makes it toll free, 43-BRIDGE, all right? Hey, let's bow for just a short word of prayer, and then uh, we'll take your calls. My lines are now open. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've created, not us. You've created the institution of marriage. Thank you for it, and we do pray that you teach us uh, from your word today uh, what it means, not only theologically, but also practically in our own lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Together, together everyone said amen and amen. So uh, what is your purpose in marriage, and why would I ask that when we're talking about oneness? Let me tell you why. Uh, I believe that oneness is not two people becoming one person. It's not about one person. It's about one in purpose. Again, let me say it again. It's not about one in person. It's about one in purpose. All right? Unless you procreate. All right? Let me explain what I'm saying. When it says in the scripture in, in Genesis 2, uh, you have Adam and Eve, right? And uh, Adam looks around, doesn't see anything suitable for him. Uh, out of all the animals, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. That word suitable, all right, means a corresponding fit. Now the Lord God formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field, all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see, uh, uh, see uh, what he had made, and then he named them. Then it says, um, but for Adam, there was no suitable helper found so the lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep and while he was sleeping he took one of the man's ribs and closed it up uh, placed it with flesh then the lord god made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man the man said this is bone of my bone flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman for she was taken out of the man for this reason a man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife, and the two will become what? One flesh. Now, this is interesting to understand because a lot of people don't know what this means. One flesh. What do you mean one flesh? Do we become one person? No. But I want to be one with my spouse. Okay, but what does that mean? Well, I believe it's uh, a couple of things. Uh, the two coming together physically, if uh, they have intimate relations, uh, then they will produce and procreate a human being. That human being is made up of the two, and now it becomes one. So now it's one flesh, meaning having a child. All right? Now, there's still unity whether that child is procreated or not because you've come together in your flesh. But this oneness, uh, a lot of people preach oneness uh, beyond this, which is fine as long as you understand it's talking about oneness and purpose, coming together to purpose to have a child, coming together to purpose to produce something together that you couldn't produce apart, whether it's a child, whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, or whether it's life together, 
uh, the two are becoming one because they are corresponding fits. It's also important to understand that God created the woman from the side of the man. Get this, get this. He could have created her from his foot under to be under him. Uh, he could have created her from the head to be over him. Isn't it amazing that he created the woman from his side to be alongside of him? And, and so you're supposed to be side by side, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand, arm in arm. Uh, you're not supposed to dominate her uh, and put her under your feet. You're not supposed to elevate her so she's above you. Side by side partnership. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And the two of us should become one flesh. One in what? One in purpose, not one in person. All right. You don't, don't try to become one person. Uh, you do that, and you start th trying to think alike and try to act alike and try to mimic each other. Uh, that is not what God desires. In fact, it's, it's impossible to do anyway. But a lot of people try to do it, and they try to get off to try to find this uh, nebulous oneness. We want to be one. We want to be one. Well, what does that mean? I mean, that's all nebulous. You miss the mark if you're like, we just want to be one. Well, what does that mean? Uh, but one in the flesh, okay, got that. One in purpose, okay, got that. So let's double down on that a little bit more after the break. If you have a question about it or a question for yourself even about your own relationship, call me, 888-432-7434. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? <laughs> Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240-516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson said. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly text inspiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E 
1-800-222-50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And that is me, David Anderson. I'd love to connect with you. My lines are open if you want to talk to me today about marital oneness. What is your purpose in marriage? Have you thought about that as a married couple? Have you thought about that as a single person? If I do get married, what is my purpose in getting married? It's not just falling in love, which is awesome and great and all that, but uh, is there a purpose to your relationship? Uh, it seems like there was a purpose for Adam. He he was alone, and he could not do all that God commanded him to do without help. And so it says that the Lord uh, provided a suitable helper for him. And so there's something that he wants the two of you to do uh, that one could not do alone. He needed help to do it, and it needed to be suitable, meaning a corresponding fit. That's the Hebrew word there. So somebody that fits with you. And that rib uh, that he pulled out of Adam to create the woman tells us about the placement of a woman uh, to be alongside of her husband. Uh, Let me also tell you, ladies, that the rib cage actually is the protective bone structure for the heart. In other words, uh, uh, that bone structure, that cage there, it's supposed to protect the heart. You got to go through those ribs to get to the heart. And so isn't it interesting that the Lord created uh, the woman out of the man's rib cage? Let me put it to you like this. When God puts you alongside your man, uh, one of the things I would challenge you to do is to protect his heart uh, because that's why God's put you there. One of the reasons I think the Lord oftentimes gives a man a wife not only to help him uh, with whatever it is the vision that they have uh, together, Uh, but also to be side-by-side, to be protective uh, of one another so you protect his heart. Here's my phone number, 888-432-7434. What is your purpose in marriage? Do you have a question about oneness in marriage? Give me a call and ask, 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, when we talk about one in purpose, uh, that's different than one in person. You've already heard me say that. Now, Having said that, what should you purpose to do? Uh, I'll give you a few things. One, purpose to love. Purpose to love one another. A purpose to like one another. You've heard me talk about like earlier in the week. Um, and purpose to learn from one another. Uh, if you uh, uh, stop learning your spouse, even if you've been married 20, 30, 40, 50 years, uh, still be willing to listen and learn uh, because the more you learn, the more you study your spouse, the more you uh, try to uh, hear uh, something new and see something new about them, which keeps the marriage exciting and fresh and, and new discoveries. So you're not taking the person for granted, bored with who they are. And the reality is some of you may be in that space right now, taking your spouse for granted, bored with who they are. And it may be because you've stopped learning them. You know, you've stopped picking their brain. You've stopped listening to them. When they talk, you're just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, they're talking, but you're not listening. That happens in a lot of relationships. And then you, you're not getting under the words to, to get, what is the feeling behind the words that the person is trying to say? And before you know it, the marriage could be dying on a vine. And so it's important to, to continue to listen and learn uh, from one another. Uh, my number live in studio is 888 43 bridge 
Back to the passage where I am in Genesis chapter 2. I want you to notice what it says in verse 24 and 25. Because I think a lot of people have this out of order, and this is why we're in problems with regard to marriages today. Uh, Even single folk uh, have a real problem with this, and you're going to see why when I say it. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Look at that order for a second. Leave, right? Cleave, right? And then come together. Leave. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother. You need to leave your parents. doesn't mean you leave them emotionally. doesn't mean sometimes you even have to leave them physically. But you've got to leave them with regard to the authority um, in your life. You now have to live your own life, all right? You're always supposed to honor them, uh, but, to, uh, but to obey them and have them have authority over uh, your, your life and your marriage uh, could cause a real problem. So at some point, you've got to leave. That's the first thing. Uh, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother. Secondly, be united to his wife. In other words, you now leave your nuclear family, and now you're going to cleave to your new family, and your new family is your wife. All right, so now you two together are a new family. You may have children. You may not have children. You're still a family now, the husband and the wife, all right, and you're supposed to become united. So uh, you leave, and then you cleave. All right. Notice the order. Leave and then cleave. And then what's next? Then the two become one flesh. So now there's intimate connection. All right. And then there's also procreation that can come from that intimate connection. Let me tell you what's going on in our culture. It's the exact opposite. Notice one, two, three. We do three, two, one. One, leave. Two, cleave. Three, intimate connection. We flip it in our culture. One, intimate connection and if we like one another and we feel feel like it's going to work then we cleave get married uh and then you know at that point uh maybe we leave maybe we don't but we do the exact opposite of what god's word says we want to cleave we want to be united sexually first and then maybe we make a decision to marry god is actually teaching us the exact opposite that his order in his way is that you, you know, leave your separate homes, cleave to one another, and then enjoy intimate relations and procreation. We have children out of wedlock. Uh, we have a sex out of wedlock. Um, we try to cleave and act like we're married, even though we're living together and cohabitating. How many of you who are under the sound of my voice right now fall into those categories? Uh, how many of you under the sound of my voice are cohabitating right now? You're living with somebody else, uh, you know, of the opposite sex, uh, and you are not married, but you're having intimate relations. And I'm not here to make you feel judged or guilty. I'm just asking you the question based on what the scripture says. uh, Do you feel like that is right? And are you willing to get it right? If you want to talk to me about this, you can call. I'll be gentle with you. Uh, some some of you right now are, are living together. You're probably in the car on your way home to uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you're not married, um, but you're still coming together like you are married. It says you leave and get married first. Cleave, all right, get married, uh, and, and then have intimate relations if you, if you want to do it God's way. Now, you don't have to do it God's way, but living together in cohabitation is not God's way. 
So sometimes it's just interesting to hear it, and, and it's important for the word of God to truthfully be spoken in love so you can really consider these things and look in the mirror and say, you know what, Doc, um, you're right. How do I get this right? Well, hey, give me a call. Let's talk about it. We can pray about it. Again, uh, I'm probably one of the non-judgmental people who can talk to you about wherever you are. And some of you, you know it's wrong, and you actually want to get out of it. And you're just not quite sure how because uh, you love this person so much and you're saving a lot of money living together. Uh, but we do it the exact opposite. And then this is why our hearts are so broken when things break up because we don't have that covenant and that commitment of marriage. OK, there's your sermon. If you want to talk to me, give me a call. My phone number is 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Laurel, Maryland, and talk to Kenneth, who's on the line. Hi, Kenneth. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm alive and grateful, my friend. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Well, this is the first time that I've heard you. Uh, I'm from Texas. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm visiting uh, a, a girl that I love. Uh, we're both, uh, I'm a widower, and, and she's a widow. Okay. And we were both married for 40 years, you know, to mm. our spouses. Right. And my girls just, they're not ready for me to move on, and they're in their 40s. Oh, wow. How long have you been uh, a widower? I've been a widow, uh, 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 let's see, January was three years. Okay. So, so they're not and ready. my fiance. Mm-hmm. Go Nine ahead. years. Okay. They're not ready. It sounds like you're ready. Is that right? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I, I love this girl. Mm-hmm. So what is your question? How how can I tell my daughters? Have you have you mentioned how it to them? I, uh, I have a granddaughter who's going to have a birthday. She's going to be eight. And, uh, and I told my fiancé that would be a perfect time to tell the family and and she says no uh-huh well let me ask you have you talked to them about this lady and have they spent any time with the lady they they have spent some time with her yes okay uh, you know Do one of my daughters uh you know she she loves the lady you know but her two sisters i they like her you know yeah but, uh, well, here's the uh, thing. I don't think they're ready for me to uh, replace their mother. Well, understood. But, you know, this woman is not going to replace their mother, and they, they need to hear that from well, you. Uh, yes. I mean, yes. they need to hear it from you when you talk to her privately without the woman around. Say, honey, I just want you to know me and so-and-so are going to get married. I want your blessing. This woman will never replace your mother, but she will become my wife and will give me the companionship that I need to make me happy. Are you okay with that? And I think if you talk to them like that, it's not about them. It's about daddy being happy. It's about daddy having companionship. And it's also about daddy reminding me that this woman will never replace your mother, who I still love, who you still love. But God has now opened the door for me to have love again. Can I get your blessing? And I think if you make yourself vulnerable like that and ask them for that, I think they will give you their blessing. Now, you're doing that out of courtesy, okay, Kenneth? 
the reality is, even if they say, nope, you don't have my blessing, well, you know what, you can do it anyway because you're not under their authority and they don't have to go to bed, at, you know, alone at night like you do uh, without a spouse. Right. You know, so, but you're doing it out of courtesy and you're doing it to win their hearts so that they will uh, not be so selfish because they're grieving mom dying uh, and they see this woman possibly replacing that spot that your mother had. And so you just got to remind them you still honor uh, your, your, your wife who passed and now it's time to move on. What do you think about that? You know, uh, yeah, I, you know, they go home to their husbands every night, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so try and that. I go home alone every night. Yeah, so you think it's a good idea to try it that way then, to go ask and uh, uh, get their blessing? Well, I've, I've, you know, I've always been a dominant father and husband. Right. But I think I could, yeah, I think I can do that. Uh, give, it, give it a shot. Practice it a little bit. Uh, so you say what you want to say. It's easy to dominate and just say, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you think. That's easy. Yeah, but what's yeah. harder is to kind of make yourself vulnerable and, and ask them so they, they can really deal with their heart issues. Again, you're doing it because you love them. You're doing it out of kindness. That's all. So give it a shot and uh, let me know sometime how it goes, okay? I sure will. Thank you. You're so welcome. Blessings to you. I'll be right back. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code WAVA for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code WAVA for 20% off. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more. Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. There's a lot of different opinions about what school should look like this fall. When it comes down to it, you need to do what's best for your child physically and spiritually. Most Christian schools offer smaller class sizes, less crowding, and of course, teachers sharing faith and biblical wisdom over fear and uncertainty. And with WAVA's half-price Christian school tuitions, you'll receive 50% off your child's first year of tuition, and it couldn't come at a better time. Go to WAVA.com or call WAVA. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. 
So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to MLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. It's a real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Good to see you on my Facebook uh, live page. Thanks a lot for tuning in there at Anderson Speaks, as well as uh, on WAVA. How in the world are you uh, today? Thanks a lot for tuning in. And if you want to give me a call, feel free to do so. We are talking about the theology of marital oneness. What is your purpose in marriage? And what is God's purpose in marriage so far as oneness? Remember from the earlier part of the show, just in case you didn't hear it, remember uh, that God created the woman from the side of the man, not from the top, not from the bottom. He's not supposed to dominate. She's not supposed to uh, be dominant over him, but from the side, walking side by side in partnership, hand in hand, uh, arm in arm. That's such a beautiful picture of the rib cage protecting the heart uh, of the man as well. So very, very vibrant picture of what God is doing there. We also said that uh, oneness is not about this uh, sort of nefarious, ambiguous uh, idea, concept, oneness. Ooh, what does that mean? What is oneness, right? And so it's very specific. It's not like oneness, ooh, out there. Because, look, if oneness is this thing, ooh, out there, well, what is it? How do you get to it, and how do you know if you don't have it? It's not just a feeling. Uh, it says that the two become one flesh. And so uh, you two are coming together intimately, but you're also coming together in purpose, not just in procreation, but in purpose. So what is the purpose of your relationship? All of this is theological talk, I know, but it's also practical talk. And when we put it in order, remember the three, uh, the order of the way God puts it together, you leave, you cleave, and then you come together. We do it exactly opposite in our culture. We come together, then we cleave and try to act like we're married, even though we're cohabitating. And then if we like each other after living together for a couple of years, well, maybe we'll get married. That's the exact opposite of what God has uh, designed. So if you want to do it God's way, uh, don't live together is my point. Don't, don't do it outside of uh, God's uh, order, even though many people have, and, and again, there's no judgment here. If you want to talk to me about it, maybe I can help you get to God's design. We have God's ideal, and then we have the reality of our life. How do we make, make the two match the best way we can? I'm here to help you build a bridge between your reality uh, whether you're a single mom, a single dad, whether you're divorced, you know, widow, it doesn't matter. Uh, I want to try to take you from where you are to help you get to what is best uh, from God's word. How's that sound? Okay, here's my number one more time, and then I'm going back to the phone lines. 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to uh, Matthew. Matthew's in Alexandria, Virginia. Hello, sir, Matthew. How are you today? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? 
You know, I just, uh, I'm not sure. I have to kind of uh, respectfully decline, or I mean, I disagree with you a little bit. Okay. I just think um, I firm, I firmly believe that, you know, uh, I don't think sex should be a the initial way you get into a relationship. Okay. But the further on in a relationship you go, yeah. the more... The more that does that does that does have a place in the relationship. I agree with that. But when when I, when I does it I, enter? When do you think it enters? Well, my, my part, my I, what, what about people who don't see the need for the 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 actual jointness of a piece of paper to tell them that they are physically together as a couple? I get you. So no legal document. Are you saying that these there's a couple that wants to be spiritually connected for the rest of their life and they're making an, uh, a commitment and a covenant before God, maybe not legally, but is that the, is that the argument? Sure. I've always thought that a relationship between you and God is a very personal one to begin with. Yeah. And that you and your spouse don't particularly need a congregation of people to tell you that that's right or wrong. I agree. You don't need a congregation of people. I do believe that you make that commitment before God. Here's the thing. Uh, where we may disagree, I don't think that there are a lot of people who are making that commitment before God spiritually for the rest of their lives. They are making a commitment. I want to sure. be. I want to be with you now, not for the rest sure, of my I life. That. And I and I can understand. I can understand from a moral, you know, from a moral avenue and how that can be a little, you know, I mean, how that could potentially ruin things in the future. I think yeah. people. You know, I think our divorce rate is so high in the regards to that because you have people that don't particularly work on their faith and their commitment to each other before yeah. they do the actual physical aspect. Yeah, but I don't disagree with you that, you know, it could just be a legal document, a piece of paper, and we don't need that. Uh, listen, if, you, if you're arguing or if someone's really seriously arguing, I want to make a covenant to this woman, a covenant with this man before God because we believe he brought us together uh, and we want to make that commitment before God and say this is for our lives. And then we come together in intimate union. Uh, you know what? That's an argument to be made, and I would, you know, be open to that. What I'm guessing is most couples who are cohabitating uh, or who are having uh, relations, uh, that is not in their brain at all. <laughs> you know, and so therefore, uh, I agree. Therefore, I would say no. That's not God's plan. It's not. It's not about a piece of paper. It's about a commitment, and they want to have the goodies of the relationship and the intimacy of the relationship without the commitment uh, of that relationship. And if things don't go well, then they just kind of, they, they move on. And, and here's the problem. Now you have that person who has been intimate with somebody for two or three years who really wants to be connected to somebody for 20 or 30 years, but they've already been uh, engaged in ways that really should have been a special gift for that one person. Sure. Yeah, Thank you for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for agreeing, disagreeing. I love that, Matthew. Way to go. Love the conversation. Let's keep having it, and let's keep growing together in it. The theology of marital oneness. What is your purpose in marriage? What does oneness re actually look like? As soon as I get back from the break, I'm going right back to the phone lines. I'm coming to Woodbridge, Virginia, Alexandria, and Stafford, Virginia. Hold on. I'm coming right back. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. 
I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you're just joining us, the theology of marital oneness. What is your marriage purpose? What does oneness mean to you? Feel free to give me a call, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Woodbridge, Virginia, and talk to Shalina. Hello, Shalina. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Shalina, are you there? Going once, going twice. So sorry I missed you. Let's go to Alexandria, Virginia, and talk to Holly, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Holly. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? Um, I'm so glad I heard you the um, talk radio today because I um, was in a long-term relationship and um, – he had to live with somebody before marriage. I gave him um, a multiple, multiple amount of time to, mm-hmm. I cohabitated with him and we didn't grow towards marriage. And if he said, if I left, that was it. He was done. And I left and I feel like my world has fallen apart, but I also feel like I'm obeying with how the Lord created marriage. Um, yeah. And it's just sad. My heart is broken. Um, you know, because I lost who I thought I was going to be my partner forever, but then yeah. I realized we weren't equally yoked, and I wanted marriage, and I believe in the sanctity of marriage and how God designed it, and I neglected that, and, yeah. you know, I wasted a lot of years of my life, and, um, yeah. 
you know, I'm on my own now without him. And it, it's, it's bittersweet, but I guess, you know, right now I'm doing the Lord's will. Well, it's so hard. Uh, in fact, on my Facebook page, I'm looking at it on my phone now, Kimmy and Wolf says this, um, Holly. She says, sometimes it's just hard to submit to God's will, uh, easy to go your own will. And uh, the reality is what you're living is hard. And I'm so sorry, um, you know, because you feel like you lost something. He gave you an ultimatum. And his ultimatum was choose God or choose, God or choose me. And uh, you chose God. Yep. So God is happy with you, but he's not. And it can be a lonely place when you choose God. Uh, it's just so tough. Um, and here's the thing. You, you, you moved in with him uh, because, again, you I, were thinking he was going to be committed to you no matter what. But he was only committed to himself, uh, to have you right. with him. Uh, and, and had you not done that, let's just go backwards. Had you not moved in with him, what do you think would have happened? the relationship wouldn't have progressed and I chose him over, you know, my values. And now I have consequences to that, you know, yeah. um, I didn't want to lose him then. And, and in the middle of our relationship, I got right with the Lord and I couldn't continue to be in that situation with him. So I had to choose and I, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with me. Yeah, well, here's the good news. If you would have done it God's way before, you would have lost them, possibly. Um, yeah. You didn't do it God's way, you still lost them, but now with some heartbreak. Yeah. So it's the same consequences, the same outcome. Um, and so I think doing it God's way oftentimes is the best way. But the reality is we don't always do it God's way. And we have all lived out consequences for not doing God's will. I'm, I'm chief among them, so there's no judgment here. There's only uh, uh, empathy with you to say, praise God, you're yeah. doing it his way now. He's going to provide for you. Uh, if you still desire to have a man in your life, he will provide uh, a, a man that's even better than the one you had, and you'll be giving God the praise one day, saying, thank you, Jesus. I did it right, and now you've provided me with someone so much better. Uh, that's kind of worth waiting for. What do you think, Holly? Amen. I And I pray. <laughs> I pray for, I mean, that's the desires of my heart. I mm. pray that that's the Lord's will for my life, and um, I'm thankful that you're on this topic today, and I just happened to, um, I listened in the morning, and I got out mm. of work early, so I'm glad I caught this message. Yeah, well, I'm just proud of you, and you hang in there and hold on, and don't beat yourself up for what you did. Uh, kind of glorify God for the direction you're going and the destiny that he has for you, so you keep walking by faith and not by sight. Okay, Holly? Uh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. God bless you. Well, let's go on to Woodbridge, Virginia, and see if we can catch Shalina, who's on the line. Hello, Shalina. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson and Shalina. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, so what are you thinking about today's topic, Shalina? Um, I'm actually uh, glad you're talking about this topic because this topic is a topic that I've been struggling with. Mm. I am in a relationship with an uh, individual, and we're not um, located in the same state. Okay. So every time we come together, um, uh, we have sex. Got and it. I tell him that I'm not comfortable with that. 
Um, I don't believe that this is God's way, but his intention is that uh, he is in the relationship and he is um, looking to get married. And he also says that um, he also believes that sometime in your heart you get, you are committed and you're on the marriage track before you actually legally get married. Yeah. So he don't see a problem with it, and I see a problem with it, and um, that's where our struggles are. I understand. I understand how difficult it is. You're grown-ups, you're adults, you live separately, uh, and then when you get together, you want to be together. Get it. Understand it. Uh, of course, he's not being 100% uh, authentic here, um, you know, a commitment in my heart. Okay, yeah, that's nice, uh, but I need, a, I, I, need, I need Beyonce's theology. If you like it, then you better put a right. ring on it. <laughs> okay, so if you want right, to show me right. commitment, show me real commitment, not just physical commitment. You see what I'm saying? And and you know right. that. You know that. And guess what? He knows right. that. Uh, so this is where you have to kind of, you know, really have a heart-to-heart with yourself and with the Lord to say, okay, hey, dude, I love you. I want to be with you. Uh, I struggle, too. I want you. Uh, and I can't wait to give everything about me to you when you're ready to receive everything about me for you. But until then, let's enjoy some things. There's just some things we can't enjoy right now. You you gotta you gotta wait to Christmas before you open the presents. Right, exactly. <laughs> so wrap exactly. that wrap that thing back up, put it under a tree and tell them tell me when Christmas Day is and it's all yours. <laughs> right, exactly. The, the issue is, too, though, is that because we're out of state, so if I go there and visit him or he comes here and visit me, yeah. there, there's always pressure. Even though I tell him no, yeah, there's always pressure. And then I know the Bible says don't put yourself in in, in the mouth of temptation, sure. so to speak. But, um, but then how do you have a relationship if yeah. you're not located in the same area? Well, one way is to put a ring on it. That'll solve it because y'all gonna y'all gonna move in together and you're gonna be happily ever after. But yeah, here exactly. you know the bottom line is you already know. Yes, there's pressure. There's no doubt about it. And you're gonna put yourself in those situations because you want to snuggle up with them and you know, hey, so good to see you. And y'all turn on TV and everything up before you know it is morning, <laughs> right? Right. So, right. So exactly. I get it. Uh, so you know, you already have the answer. You know the pressure. You know the stresses. Um, you got to ask yourself the question, what about the pressure and the stress of, of not doing it? Because I feel pressured and stressed right. now, and I am doing it. So if you're going to have pres- right. pressure and stress anyway, think about pressure and stress by not doing it. Wh- what do you think will happen if you say, hey, I want to be with you, but w- we can't do this, and therefore I'm not even willing to come out. I don't want you to come out unless we can commit to, to being in public, that sort of thing. What do you think the consequences of that will be with him? Um, maybe he'll get serious and he'll put a ring on it. Ooh, wouldn't that be a great consequence? <laughs> I would love that consequence. The unintended consequence could go the other way. You got to be prepared for that. But it's worth it's right. worth struggling this way because you're trying to honor God. I'm not saying it's easy, but at least it should be a struggle in your heart. And I'm proud of you that it is one. Okay, Shalina. Okay, thank you so much, Doctor. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Hey, listen, friends, I'm coming right back to you. I'm going to try to end the show after this uh, commercial break, but maybe I can get one of you uh, in before I have to pray the show out. We've been talking about the theology of marital oneness in just three minutes. I'll be right back. 
I was flipping over 33s, working on rhymes and melodies, searching for some more of you. It's never been my dream to see my face in magazines. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. NMLS Consumer Access.org. And refinancing charges may be higher over life of loan. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn the truth so you can defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use promo code WAVA for 20% off. That's nosafespaces.com. How do you keep a biblical perspective in a pandemic accompanied by a mental health crisis? As COVID-19 has spread, prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications have nearly doubled. Yet in a world consumed by worry, God has a purpose for anxiety. And that's the subject of a timely new book, The End of Anxiety, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Written by pastor and biblical counselor Josh Weidman, it offers his personal prescription with practical steps and biblical answers for coping with stress and deepening trust and dependence on God. The End of Anxiety can help you find peace and joy in times of uncertainty, fear, and darkness. Our main goal as Christians is to glorify God in everything we do, and as the author opens his life and personal journey in this book, he shows how suffering, anxiety, and our mental battles can bring God the glory. The End of Anxiety, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Learn more at endofanxiety.com. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Would you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges 
and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com Patrick Ruffin says on uh, Facebook Live, Dr. Anderson, this is a great uh, topic, great wisdom. You can't open the gift until Christmas. I love it. Peace. Thank you, Patrick Ruffin. Uh, Linda Genti Iskerzak says, both of my kids lived with their spouses before they got married. I wasn't thrilled, but they each learned a lot about uh, things that uh, – didn't seem compatible. They learned that they were and are both happily married for three years now. Each has a son. Our lives are so enriched. I did spend a lot of time in prayer uh, for all involved. Well, praise the Lord. Isn't God gracious? Amen uh, to that. So that's a description of God's grace, not a prescription of God's will. Uh, (laughs) So how about that, right? God is so gracious to us. How many of us have done things that probably are not the right way to do it, but God shows up anyway. So I just celebrate the movement of God's grace in their lives, Linda. And uh, Heather says says the topic uh, this topic is why she's not dating, because uh, these guys want to come over at 11 o'clock and cuddle, and the majority of them want to live together before marriage as a single mom of three kids. I won't do any of these things. Guys get mad, but I know I'm doing the right thing. Even though I hate being single, I've been single for almost four years since my divorce. However, I choose to live for God and wait for the right man. It is not easy, but any means uh, but nothing in my life uh, hasn't been easy. Uh, just makes me stronger. That's Heather Michelle. Hey, listen, may God give you the grace and the strength you need uh, to do his will. It's not easy. And uh, I know, uh, you know, these are challenging, uh, challenging times, aren't they? But hang in there. Do it God's way. All right, let's go to Mark. He's in Prince George's County, Maryland. Mark, you're my last call. I've got about a minute left, but I really want to hear from you, my friend. What's your comment or question? Well, how you doing, Dr. Anderson? Uh, I just want to say that... Uh, I really enjoy listening to your shows, and I'm glad you touched on this today because just like the sister who said she's single, I'm single, but um, I wanted to say that I think one of the biggest problems is, you know, uh, when it comes to the process of uh, leave, cleave, and -hmm. come together, we got to understand why it was meant to be that way because Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, I'm not saying I've always been here, yeah, but now that I am here, what I understand is it's about – you building the right foundation, yeah, which is God, which is yeah. spiritual, because you know when the physical part diminishes, what yeah. do you have if if you have not built the right foundation? Well, and you make and a so. Um, well, I was just going to jump in and say you make a great point, Mark. It really is a is a the bottom line is you know what kind of foundation God wants us to have. Thanks for making that point on my show. I've got to bring the show to an end now, and uh, thank you all for being a part of it. You can always go back to Facebook Live at Anderson Speaks to watch the show and listen to it if you want to. Uh, Let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity you've given us to have these kinds of conversations. Help us to get it right in our own lives and uh, give us wisdom along the way. Also give us grace and give us strength to do what is right in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Help your children and don't let them fall. Norm with A.